Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> turn with me to the book of Proverbs, if you would. <clears throat> so that, that takes care of that, because uh, that's, that was my problem, is but by sending out letters, invitations <clears throat> to different preachers. Let's see if I can get my light up here some. That little light does better. All right, let's all stand. Proverbs, <clears throat> the 16th chapter. <clears throat> Proverbs, the 16th chapter. We want to only read one verse. We're only going to use one verse this morning for our, for our, our scripture verse. And that verse is verse 18. Pride goeth before fall, before, I'm sorry, before destruction. And a haughty spirit before fall. That's good message. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings of it. Thank you for the services this morning. Thank you for Brother Robbie, Lord, and uh, thankful for the message he brought. And uh, we all, all of us should have been blessed by the doctrines of grace. I know I was when I was first saved and and uh, I didn't have anybody teach it to me, but the Lord showed it to me in the Scriptures. But, Lord, I'm thankful that all the preachers down through the years that have preached those messages to me, and, and it's always been grateful to hear them. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to bless us, take care of us, and most of all, Lord, as we go into this season of Bible conference, which actually starts this month, uh, sending out letters and getting people lined up and such things, Lord, it's, it's, it's a great task. But Lord, I pray that you'll give us the grace to be able to take care of it. Go with us and take care of us, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> Pride. I guarantee you this message is not going to get many attaboys because the very title of it is going to tell you this. Pride, the joy of corrupt sinners. Now, you get it? Pride and joy? That's that's what brought about this, this, this message. A lot of people have pride and joy. A lot of people take pride and joy in a lot of things. And so the title of this message is Pride, the Joy of Corrupt Sinners. It's wrong to have pride. And just just as it's wrong to have pride, it's, it's wrong to have a haughty spirit. And I've seen some of those lately. I've seen some haughty spirits. Because just as soon as you say something about something is wrong, then the haughty spirits come forward. And... Um, you know, that's, uh, that's one of the things. And let me tell you folks, uh, pride is the joy of corrupt sinners. <clears throat> Solomon, who was the writer of this verse, uh, in the Song of, so- in Proverbs, Solomon was a very wealthy and very wise in the eyes of the Lord. Now, when we look at Solomon, and when we see Solomon, see the life he lived and the kind of things he did, 
I mean, anybody that uh, had 300 wives and 700 girlfriends, you know, you would think he's not very wise. Because in our eyes, I don't think Solomon's very wise. But let me tell you something, folks. God chose him to teach us about wisdom. You'll say, well, I'm not very wise either. Well, I don't think Solomon was either. And I don't think he, I think, I think Solomon's pride was also his joy. And, and we know that he, Solomon never saw a woman he didn't love. That he didn't try to get her. I mean, when you, you have to go all over the country, you know, I'd have to go all over the world four or five times to, to even find another wife. But Solomon, went out looking for him. He went out looking for him. And, uh, you know, you, you, you see these people that are, they're, they're, they call them womanizers. You know, they go out looking for those things. They go out looking for things like that. And, and sometimes they get the affection of people. You know, pride is a, pride is something that is taught as sin in the Bible. And a haughty spirit goes along with pride. And, you know, people that are prideful people, most prideful people will have a haughty spirit. Because they're proud of something that, that may be something that other people don't think is right. And then that haughty spirit comes up. Or, let me say it like this, that the Bible says it's not right. But Solomon was one of those people. But yet God chose him to teach us about wisdom, teach us about pride, and teach us about these things. You say, well, how does God work? I don't know. I just know that he sometimes he chooses the worst of people to do the best things. Now, a lot of times he does that. He'll choose the worst of people to do the best things. You know, and I don't care what you say, you know, most of us were pretty sorry sinners when we were, when we, before the Lord saved us, and we're still saved sinners now. That's the only difference. You know, we, we, we were pretty sorry about things. You know, I, I heard uh, one preacher give a testimony one time. He said, he said, I've never, I've never kissed a girl except my wife. He pointed to her. He, he says, I've never had my arms around another girl except my wife. He was a young preacher. He, very young. Probably in his early twenties. He said, he says, I've gone to church from the two days after I was born. He said, I was in church. And he said, I went to church all my life. Cause he said, my mom and daddy took me. And he said, uh, I, I've not done a lot of things. I don't know about. He said, I, people talk about things I don't know anything about cause he said, I've never been around those things. But he ended that with, I still need to be saved. So it, it doesn't make any difference. Whatever kind of person you are, if the Lord chooses to save you, he's going to save you. And he's going to make something out of you. 
He's going to make something out of you. I'm telling you, folks, I, I, I just love to see how people have developed over the years. When, you, when you've been with people as long as I have, you love to see how they've developed over the years. And, and I, I really do, you know, and, uh, you know, and probably, uh, 40 years ago, some of the places I've been, that if Robbie had come and preached that message, he'd have probably been frowned upon. But thanks be unto God that we've all been taught it. We've been blessed by it. You know, Lord uses us. He uses us just like he used Solomon. Solomon knew what it was to have pride. He knew what it was to have wealth. God used him to teach us against pride and the downfall which comes with wealth. You know, wealth is fine. I wish everybody in here had their pockets crammed with money. <clears throat> maybe, maybe somebody would have feel sorry for the preacher. But let, let me tell you, folks, wealth and pride don't go together either. Pride does not go good with anything. What about children? I had a fellow one time several years ago came up from Florida. He was an engineer, just like I was with IBM. He came up from Florida, and and he was an engineer in Jacksonville. And he came up here one time, and he told me, he said, uh, I brought my pride and joy with me. I said, what do you mean you brought your pride and joy with me? I think the joy dishwashing liquid or something. I said, why did you bring that with you? And he pulled out his billfold. He had a picture of his son and his daughter. He said, there's my pride and joy. I didn't think nothing about it, but, you know, you've got to be careful of what you've got pride about. I'm telling you, you do. You have to be careful. Because I tell you, folks, you know, pride can overtake you can overtake you and it can make you one of the most miserable people that ever walked on the face of the earth. Solomon said, <clears throat> Better is it to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Proverbs 16 and verse 19. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly, that is, like most of us, than to divide the spoil with the proud. Now, when you when you study that verse, I, I, I went ahead and studied that verse. I knew what it said. I could read it. I knew what it said. I could see it and read it. I knew what it said, but I studied that verse. What he means at the ending there where he says, then to divide the spoil with the proud... What he is saying is that, yeah, you can have wealth, but somebody else, the Bible teaches that, and he teaches that too, that somebody else is going to get it. You're not going to be able to keep it. You're not going to be able to keep it. 
I heard a preacher say one time, matter of fact, David Collier. heard David Collier say one time, when God intends on a person being poor, they're going to be poor. And I heard my dad say one time that uh, he, he said, uh, when you once you're poor, he told us, my brother and I, he said, once you're poor, he said, you're always going to be like that. Because that's all he knew. My dad had nothing to be proud of. He, he, he never owned a house, never owned a car. And the only thing he had was his four children, and one of them died at the age of 18. But my dad didn't show any pride toward his children. I come in one day from school. I was 16 years old. And and my mom come in to wake us up. My mom had a unique way of waking you up. I mean, if she told you to get up and you didn't get up, that tobacco stick going to hit that cover. But one day, Mom woke me up, and and she said, it's time to get ready and go to school. The bus will be here. I said, I quit school yesterday. She said, you quit school? So what are you talking about? You quit school. I said, I quit school yesterday. Well, my dad heard me. <clears throat> my dad said, did you say you quit school? I said, I did. He said, well, I'll tell you what you can do. He said, we've got about 35 acres over there. I want you to go and I want you to mow it and then bale it today. You know what I did? I jumped up and went to school. My dad had no pride. If, if his kid's going to quit school, his kid's going to help him. You know, he, he was he was not proud of those things. you you got to be careful, you know, uh, when, you, when you get too proud of things that you have. That when you study that, that's what he's referring to there. He's, for, he's referring to the fact that if, if, you, if you look to your wealth, if you've got pride in your wealth, then somebody is going to get it one way or another. Somebody's going to get it, and, that, and that's, that's about true. He also says, Be not wise in own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Be not wise in our own eyes. Don't think that we know it all because we'll never, ever know it all. Yeah, we've studied. A lot of us have studied. But we'll never know it all because that's what heaven is reserved for, to continue to teach us. You're going to be continually taught throughout all eternity. You'll say, well, how much is there to teach us? Well, wait till you get to heaven. And you, and let me tell you, you're not gonna, <clears throat> you're not gonna try to shun it. You're gonna sit right there and you're gonna be willing to listen to it. Because you're gonna be taught. Don't, don't ever think that you know more. What was it Paul said? Paul said, every one of us, and I'm just paraphrasing, said every one of us should think more of our, and others than we do ourselves. 
You know, we, uh, we, we should never, we should never be so proud that, that we can't, you know, we can't bow down to help a homeless person. Or we can't bow down to help a poor person. Let me tell you folks, I've seen it, I've seen it over the years. I've seen people who, I used to go down in, and if Robbie was here, he'd tell you what it is, because his church is right across the road from it. <clears throat> I used to go, I used to go down in Irish Town in Lexington and preach. Everybody told me, he said, you better stay out of that place. So stay out of that place and don't go down there. I said, them people will kill you. But I went down there every Sunday afternoon <clears throat> and I preached to those people down there. I preached in houses that didn't have floors in them. There was only dirt. I preached in houses that they told me, said, be careful where you walk because you'll fall through the floor. I preached in houses where little babies was laying in dirt. Sleep. I preached in houses where the people was so poor and so unlearned they wanted to hear me. One lady told me, I went to her house and preached, and one lady told me, she said, I've never heard anything like that. She said, will you come back next Sunday? I said, I'll be here next Sunday. But I had people tell me, you better stay out of there. I had a preacher from, he's in California now. He, he called me up here a while back. And he said, do you remember when I went over to Irish Town with you? I said, I do remember. David Gustafson. I said, I do remember when you went over with me. He said, I, I, I miss those days. He said, I really enjoyed that time when we went over there. He said, I know those people were, those people were poor people. And he said, I know there was disease everywhere. <clears throat> but he said, I enjoyed going over there. And preaching to those people with you. That's what he's referring to here. Be not wise in our own eyes. Fear the Lord. When we think upon pride, <clears throat> we must think about from where did it originate? Where did pride originate? Where did pride start? Just like, you know, they're trying to figure out exactly where the coronavirus started. And now they've come down. Well, Donald Trump now says it started in China. Some of the Democrats said, no, it started with Trump. Said he's, he's the one started. And, and some say they started in Italy. Some say it started here, started there, started in different places. But do you ever think about where did pride start? Where did, where did pride originate? <clears throat> it was first seen even before the world was created. It sure was. Now you know who it did. Lucifer. Lucifer was, was the first one that started pride. First one. Lucifer was cast out of heaven because of pride. <clears throat> we're going, we're going to read further into that. Just a minute. Paul told young Timothy that he should not heed 
to pride. He stated, not a novice, talking about the qualifications of a preacher, not a novice. He said, lest being filled up with pride, you fall into the condemnation of the devil. Pride is connected to the devil. Paul used it as being connected to the devil. So you say, oh, I'm so proud of this. I'm so proud of that. I I don't, I don't mind people singing songs. I know, uh, Karen, Deborah, and the young people sang a song about being proud of America and they were criticized for it. You remember that? You should never, never be proud of anything. Well, I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with those statements. Because I don't think that's pride. I think that's just stating the truth. But I've seen pride. I've seen real pride. It originated with Satan. The world in general is responsible for pride. Here's what John said. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Now, now think about it. All of you think about this now. Think about it. Lust of the flesh. He said, that's all, that's, that's all, that's the whole world. Well, how many of us find ourselves really wanting something bad, really wanting to go somewhere bad, and really willing to miss church and go bad? He said, that's all in the world. It's the lust of the flesh. It's there, the lust of the flesh. He also says, uh, the, the lust of the eyes. You know, I've told Rhonda here a while back, she gets all these, may, these catalogs in. It's got nothing but women's clothes in it. I said, throw those things away. She said, oh, why don't you throw, throw them away for her? I said, I said, it makes you too lustful. You go through there, you see a dress, and you say, I gotta have that. The television banks on pride and lust. They do. Young people, you're taught not the way of the Lord, but you're taught the way of the world. Lust does that. You say, well, I'll get me a good education, I'll make me a lot of money, and and I'll buy me this and I'll buy me that. Well, I, I, I'm not saying it, but I grew up in a family that didn't have anything. We lived on pinto beans and mush. You don't know what mush is? I wish Tony Vance was here. I know I said that one time and people laughed and Tony Vance said, these people don't know what mush is, do they? I said, no, because Tony was raised on it too. Mush is the boiling of corn shucks. They boil corn shucks and they get the juice off of it and they mix it up with different stuff and that's mush. 
Some people said, well, it's a lot like grits. No, it's not made by the kernel. It's made with, it's made by the corn shucks. Uh, somebody said one time here, they said there's not a poor person in this building. And I'm going to say that again. There's not a poor person in this building, including this pastor. I'm not poor. If you're saved, God has made you rich. God is taking care of you. He's taking care of you. But when you get that point to where you say, I've got to do take care of myself, that's when you're wrong. That's when you're wrong. You're just wrong. You're going in the wrong path, the wrong way. When you get this idea, I've got to take care of myself. Trust the Lord. He says, I'll take care of you. He says, the righteous never beg bread. What the Bible says. Jesus said, I'll supply all your needs in Christ. God said, I'll supply all your needs in Christ Jesus. Ah, we're scared to death. We're scared to death and we think we're not going to get do what we need to do. God takes care of you. God didn't promise us a, a, a Mercedes. God didn't even promise us a Toyota. God, did, God didn't even promise us a Versa. <laughs> well, Becky drives every day. God didn't promise us anything. He said, I'll take care of you. When the time comes, when you need something, he'll take care of you. you Jonathan and Brittany, God will take care of that baby. You might say, well, it's going to put an extra expense on us. God will take care of that baby. And God won't give you. I've heard people say, well, that's all I'm going to have. How do you know? I'm going to say this because she, she won't mind. But Emily got pregnant using birth control pills. I told Emily, I said, Emily, there's proof to you right there. God's going to give you what he wants you to have. God's going to give you what he wants you to have. You're not going to have any more kids than God wants you to have. And if God wants you to have ten, Brandon, he'll supply them. He'll take care of them. That's right. Jessica's saying no. Brother Troy Shepherd said that they always wanted ten. But he said when they got to six, God just closed it up. He's convinced that's all God wants him to have. God will take care of them, and God takes care of those kids, too. God will take care of them. So don't let pride get in the way. Don't let the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life get in your way, because that's all in the world. That's all the world is. That's everything the world is. When we think up on pride... We must see that the heart of man is responsible for pride. The heart. What condition is your heart in? Now, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about what condition is your heart in spiritually. Listen to me now. What condition is your heart in spiritually? 
But let's talk about that. If the heart is not right with God, then pride will fill the heart. Don't tell me I'm wrong about things because you think I'm dumb? You think I'm stupid? I'll, I'll tell Rhonda something. She'll say, you think I'm stupid? No, I don't think you're stupid. I think you're very smart. I think all you in here is very smart. But there's times when our heart is not right with God. When your heart's right with God, then pride is set aside. <clears throat> when we think up on pride, we must see that pride, what pride does to a person. Look what pride did to Satan. We talked about that just now. Turn with me to the 14th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Here's what pride will do to a person. This word began, where it originated. It originated in heaven. It originated before the world was ever created. This is where it started. How art thou fallen from heaven? I want you to think about this too. That's the 14th verse, or 12th verse, of, of 14th chapter of Isaiah. How art thou fallen from heaven? You'll say, well, uh, God, God had already created the world because he cast Satan down. Did you ever think that maybe God created the world so he could cast Satan down? Because that's where Satan need to be. You know, this world's corrupt, folks. It really is. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also up on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. This world created hell. Well, it did. It sure did. This world is not heaven, but it is a prerequisite to hell. <clears throat> God told Satan that because of his pride, he would... He says, what he says to him, he says, I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Ezekiel 28 and verse 17. Kara wrote a very good article here sometime back on sin. Very good article. And she wrote on sin. Let me tell you, folks. Solomon says a high look and a proud heart 
and the plowing of the wicked is sin. Proverbs 21, verse 4. I believe if I remember correctly, Kara put in there that transgression of the law is sin. That's true. It is. But did you ever think that a high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin? When we think upon pride, we must see that it is the make makeup of natural man. The great apostle Paul puts pride ooh, here in the sins of the unnatural affection. Yeah, he does. We know what he's talking about there. Turn with me to uh, Romans, the first chapter. Look, look where he puts. Look where God puts pride. Where Paul did under the leadership of God, beginning in verse twenty-eight. <clears throat> he says, "Being filled with all unrighteousness." Fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, Unplacable and unmerciful. Who, knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only in the, do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Ooh. I heard you something to start writing about there. Let me tell you, folks. He puts it, we, we talk about homosexuality. He puts pride right in there with homosexuality. We talk about lesbians. He puts pride right in there with lesbians. Ooh, this is going out over the internet. And it does go out. Because I have people call and tell me they listen to it. When we think upon pride, we must see the course it takes in man. We know it deceives. Jehovah God told the high and mighty proud that the pride of man's heart causes him to look to set himself up on the high cliffs of the rock. Here's what he said. He said, O thou that dwellest in the cleft of the rocks, thou ownest the height of the hills. I will bring thee down from thence, saith the Lord. Let me say, it is one thing to be on a mountain with God when God sets a man there, but it's quite another to set yourself up on that mountain. I'm better than you are. I'm on a mountain. I'm better than you are, you know, you See somebody down in the valley, you know, you say, you start thinking, well, I'm better than they are. 
I'm not down in the valley. Like the lady told me one time, she said, don't tell me about it. She said, I hadn't sinned in 26 years. When a man sets himself up on a high mountain to be noticed, then he's wrong. He's sinning. He's sinning. I'm about finished. Pride took Nebuchadnezzar. Brother Robbie jumped on that this morning. Pride took Nebuchadnezzar down. Daniel told the king, but when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened with pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. Nebuchadnezzar was eat up with pride. All through the scripture you find those that are eat up with pride. Daniel brought forth. Daniel got in trouble over that. Daniel got in trouble by telling the king that thing. The king wanted to know. He said, what does that mean? Daniel told him what it means. Well, let me conclude this by telling how one can overcome pride. How do you overcome pride in your life? When God saves one and humbles him down. That's how you overcome pride. This false humility makes me sick. I've said it several times. It just makes me sick when people can put on humility when they need it. And take it off. As soon as they walk out the church doors, they take it off as soon as they go out. All right. This is former circle.